Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapwurst. With me is Vinny Darrow. And today we have joining us for the first time in several months, Jesse Brider to uh, talk hey. some Eagles Eagles football. And, um, what up, podcast land? <laughs> uh, we've got this, I, I have this Skype view so I can see when the last joint call we had I think it was it was May of last year so it's been 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 a while but wanted to to catch yeah yeah so wanted to talk a little bit about the Eagles while we've got Jesse um big the big news was uh you know them trading Carson Wentz but also um releasing Deshaun Jackson which is official today but we kind of heard about it beforehand there's also as well as Aguilar. Yep. And uh, just talks about releasing Zach Ertz from what you've told me. And I, I haven't. That's. Um, so, yeah, talk about the Eagles and then we'll get into some contract stuff with the Cowboys, Dak Prescott situation. But, um, but yeah, we'll start with the Wentz trade because that's kind of the biggest piece of news that's happened in, in a while. But, by the way, I should. Elf- kind of elephant in the room we took a week off from recording because of a uh storm you may have heard of in texas that kind of prevented me from doing anything last week but um the so you were living been, in a car uh having the most comfort in a car able to charge phone yeah. and, and be warm for for a few days then jesse was nice enough to let me stay with him after um the roads were clear enough but but yeah, really over the two weeks that we since we've recorded, I think this this Wentz trade is is really the biggest piece of NFL news, and and initially I, I you know they they didn't really announce the the cap situation how the Eagles are basically eating all of his cap number in, for a few days. So initially it was just like you know they got a second and a third, the second could be turn into a one for Wentz, and it was like okay that's. You know about what I expected, but then the the this the fact that they're eating all of it for this year at least was was kind of shocking. So yeah, what, what were your uh, your thoughts for on uh, on Wentz? You think it was a good good call? Were you surprised? No, I think we traded him for a pack of Newports and a half eaten <laughs> ham sandwich. Um, we didn't get much out of the deal. Right. Uh, and let me you know start by saying I I, I love Carson Wentz. You know, I I never got to see him play, but shit, now I won't as an Eagle. Um, And I think what upsets me the most about his trade is the fact that he's not going to be able to wear his number in in Indy. The, uh, whatever the the wide receiver, the rookie, is being a a bit of a, a bit of a stubborn mule. And he says, uh, he says, you know, Carson Wentz approached him about keeping 11, and he's like, nah, uh, no thank you, uh, I'm going to be 11. So, And something about, you know, he used to be number 20 in college, and you can only be 1 through 19, like it's a, it's a rule. Uh, I didn't realize that, um, little, little prep. Um, yeah, I think he was undervalued, and I think we gave him away a little cheap, but... I feel like there was some change that needed to happen. Didn't 
didn't appreciate losing Mr. Philadelphia, Philadelphia. But um, with with everybody else gone, damn, you got a clean whiteboard now. Yeah. So how much did you put this last season on on Wentz versus Peterson, who's now gone? I mean, it seemed like initially it was going to be one or the other. Like, are they going to go in the Wentz direction or the Peterson direction? And they so got rid of both. I wanted, I wanted to understand, you know, where the decline happened, right? And I don't think it was Wentz or Peterson. I was doing a little bit of research today, mm-hmm. uh, as, I, as I mentioned. And so apparently, and you and I have talked about this, Zach, before, uh, mm-hmm. Frank Reich, you know, being yeah. kind of Wentz's, you know, uh, you know, old coach, kind of that good old boy relationship, you know, kind of the one you, you wish you had had, like, with my gym teacher, you know, yeah, that, uh, sure. you understand what I mean yeah, when I yeah, say yeah. that, just, you know, that that student-teacher relationship, um, and I think under that, even, you know, in a football setting, you could relate it to sales, too, there's good growth when you've got a good leader, right? Yeah. And with Reich, apparently, when he left, he was praised by this guy, Mike uh, go, Goke, um, yeah. and he was a uh, 180, just a complete hard ass to, you know, kind of the softer approach style of, of Reich and team. And Goke was a, a, eventually replaced, Go, whatever, Mike. And it's ironic because, you know, though Wentz will be back with Reich in mm-hmm. the Colts, so is Mike Go. He's there too, under huh. Reich's umbrella. Um, so I think the, the divide started there and then once Mike got released, this other sort of passive, uh, coach came back on and what Philadelphia accuses Wentz of doing is not being able to readapt to harsh criticism. And they're, they're saying Philadelphia kind of babied him with, he had a he had a soft coast he got along with the hard ass guy that got rid of him, started the tension and now they're coddling him, and now this guy's not giving him the, the feedback he needs, essentially. Right. So I think it falls more on Wentz than Peterson. You know, Peter, Peterson took him to the Super Bowl, um, even even if Nick Foles did most of the lifting. Uh, you know, Wentz still has a ring. Um, sure. and, man, I don't know. This is, like I said, I feel like you did a couple years ago, depressed in general with – Cowboys performance, a couple big players coming in and out, maybe more than a couple years ago, maybe a small handful. Um, I don't like the fact that we're going into a rebuild year, but we got one or two ahead of us, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, looks like it. Um, So, I guess what, of of the quarterbacks that you've kind of seen, you're, you know, fan during McNabb, I know you're a big, big fan of Mike Vick. I was going to say, the podcast isn't one I'm going to hear it, but man, ah, that man had a left arm. He, he could fire the ball. Uh, yeah. A true seed. Yeah. Uh, he, he did his time. So, you know, let, let him let him play. Yeah, you you answered the question, Vic. That's your... My, my, my favorite. McNabb was okay. good. I was still a kid for McNabb. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything really before him. Um, I remember he was good in my... I remember my dad being... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was content with how McNabb played for an Eagle. Yeah. You know, at the time, arguably the best quarterback we had seen in in that generation yeah. or better. Uh, Vic, if the refs had called 
more penalties against him. You know, same with Wentz when he got a little crunchy. Uh, who knows? I feel like Philly's always going to be the dirty birds, and we're always going to have uh, you know things called against us. It's not. What yeah. are you going to do? All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I was like I said, I I wasn't too surprised by the the price they, you know, the the pick swap because you know he he he's coming off a bad year, um, but yeah, I mean the fact that they're they're eating basically t- almost 20% of the cap. And, and we'll, we'll talk about the cap a little bit with Dak. But, but they did save themselves some cap hits, though. Like his roster bonus, that's got to be paid by the new team. Are you sure? I, I thought it was a full 33.8. I, I, I heard that his roster bonus is being picked up by Indy. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's something. that That's better than... How much do the Eagles have to pay for him? To leave? I thought it was 33.8, but let me I'll confirm Jesus that. Christmas. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, that might not include the roster bonus. That it, That's true. It, it could be. Um, that's an expensive exit. Right, right. So, and that, you know, puts it in. Oh, they bit the bullet, no doubt. And yeah. it's, it's influencing Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. So, could be. Do you think uh, he's going to hang on to Dak in his uh, recovered, recovering state? Uh, I think that he is, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, I think there's there's a lot. Why? Well, from what's being reported, which you always have to be careful about, uh, there's a lot of ill will between the two sides. Um, that makes sense. Going back to last, going back to last year, uh, apparently Jerry that Jerry was told that they had a done deal and then Dak switched agents and up the ante and yeah Dax you don't do that, you don't do that come out on Twitter and, and said there's a little beef there no or, or hinted at that at some point or am I confusing yeah. another his, Cowboys player his brother definitely well his brother his brother has been the one that's I think maybe been more outspoken than Dak oh, Dak lets yeah. his brother Way do the more. talking for him yeah yeah Dak yeah. himself hasn't really said anything he, he's He's pretty good about the, uh, like our friend Neil says, having his um, his PR answer. Dak is is very good at that. He'll he'll, you know, I I'll let my my agent handle that. I I'm just here to play ball, that kind of thing. Um, and I, I do apologize. I I was That's the same answer. Yeah, I I the three thirty three point eight million. That's how much they're they're eating total. Not not just this year. It, they're they're eating okay. about $9 million in, in dead cap this offseason and a total of 33.8. So that's not nearly as bad, but still, you know, a pretty decent chunk. So we lost Wentz, Jackson, Aguilar. Well, Aguilar's uh, been gone. He... Or, or, sorry, Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, today. Um, I, I, I was confused. Uh, and... Um, Somebody else, I just, you said it earlier. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Uh, you got rid of Zach Ertz? No, 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 no. There's, there's, there's talks. That's not right. confirmed. That's not I confirmed. Thought, I thought you, Zach, said there was someone earlier that I didn't just mention that was also. I, I did mention uh, Zach Ertz, but yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's not confirmed on him. It's That's yeah, John no, Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, who recently been released. Right. Yes. All right. Well. I'll, I mean, how much did they contribute anyway? I mean, Deshaun Jackson's always injured. 
and uh, against the Cowboys. He's and, the most uh, expensive uh, showboat in the fucking league. I don't, uh, you know, the thing with Carson Wentz is a little ambiguous because, uh, as an from an outsider, give you my outsider perspective on it, is that he didn't have a lot to play with last year. He had a really banged up old line. That's true. And you know, he had he had good targets at tight end, but your receivers weren't anything to write home about. And, and we've always had a hole in our defense with, you know, Johnson and, you know, some of our other big uh, big guys. I can't think of his uh, his name right uh, right now. Shit. Um, but we've, we haven't had a perfect defense to keep him safe uh, this last season either. I mean, but still, I mean, he went down such a hole um, that I find it hard to absolve him of any of the blame. And I think that the... You know, I think the Eagles. I think the trade was pretty fair, actually, considering all the money that the Eagles were dumping off onto Indy, and uh, a guy that I personally wouldn't want on my team, um, because he's got a he's a downward trajectory, and seemed like after he got the change of scenery and the reconnection with Reich uh, is yeah. worth anything. I think it might. I might. I think it might help him to some degree. I think what would help him more is if he's got better weapons. Well, I think in Indy he's got a much yeah, he's better got an line. Right, he's got a much better O line, and he did have you know the Eagles historically have had a pretty good O line, but last year, yeah, it was a complete dumpster fire. Besides Jason Kelsey, who's who who is another guy. I don't know if he's officially cut, but I I thought I. So is Philly Philly is Philly in cap crisis? Is that is that clear? I'd have to look at the. I'm, I don't pay that much attention. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, but I know losing Carson Wentz was a, an expensive deal, but probably yeah, yeah cut the bleeding. Um, but, but yeah, no, the, the Colts definitely. I, I wouldn't say they've got like a. They certainly don't have the weapons the Cowboys have, but they've got a better O line. They've got a good running game. And they've got they do have better receivers, I think, than than the Eagles. So I, I think it puts them in a better situation. Um, and plus, yes. and they've got a good defense. That always helps when you don't have to do as much because your defense, you know, keeps you in the game. Um, but but yeah, I mean, he. I I just think that entire draft. Yeah, that was just a bad quarterback class. And if if the best guy in it. And it seems to be the consensus now that Dak Prescott is the best quarterback from that class. Um, is not a top, and he's not a top ten quarterback. He's a guy that I've had enough of. He's a guy that is trying to hold the Cowboys hostage, and I agree with overva- that. Overvalues himself. I mean, let I, me hope, give you, let me, I hope he does. But let me give you some stats. Okay. Six and eleven in his last seventeen starts. They were eight and eight with him. Last year, and they averaged 27 points a game. Went six and ten without without him this year. Averaged 25 points a game. Okay, he's not a winner, and he doesn't show up until the third quarter. You know, he doesn't realize like the first two quarters he's looking at the cheerleaders or something. You know, he doesn't show up until the third quarter. And I like him as a quarterback. I think he's a good, solid quarterback. But he is not worth what he wants. 
So I want to see Dallas franchise him and trade his ass out. And I didn't want to see him last year. And Zach remembers this, that I was saying, get Ryan Tannehill or get Teddy Bridgewater. I was going to say, who plays in this place? Let's say, okay, you get rid of him. Who do you want? Who do you get? Who do you you got ready? Dalton? That man got assassinated on live TV? (laughs) No, not Andy Dalton. I think you got to take a look at who's available around the league. All right. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers going to be available? Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be available? I would not take Roethlisberger. I saw someone post an article. He is. I'm not going to say that Dak is irreplaceable. And and there's, you know, Russell Wilson. There's been talks about him being dissatisfied in Seattle. Rodgers, obviously, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Those three, I would I would put higher than Dak Prescott. For sure, yeah. but I don't. I don't think realist. Besides Watson, Watson's the one that I think probably will move on. Um, the but other I two, heard that, so I heard Carolina offered three first rounders and Christian McCaffrey for uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and they turned it down. So that yeah, that gives you an idea of what they're what they're asking for, and and that doesn't surprise He's me based on. Want to keep them based on what the the Rams got for Stafford, who, who's a middle tier quarterback at best. Like I, I think I, I disagree. I think Dak is he's not, you know, he's not like an elite quarterback, but I think he's in the top ten category at this point. I um, think he's worth the forty something million that he's asking for. I think over four years. I think. I'd like to get him a little under forty, but forty at the huh. at on the button, I can I can live with. And, and here's ten the thing. million bucks a year, like that. That I feel like at that point you're he's a cap killer, greedy. Yes, cap killer. He is. He is a cap greedy, killer. Whatever. But he he's going to kill he's the cap, cap worse if he if we franchise Which him and he plays on killer. the franchise. That that's the, that's the worst. The oh no no they give him trade him fucking trade him. Right. If if all right. If if we franchise him and trade him, that's that's better than us franchising him and him playing on the franchise. That's worse for the cap, and it's. I feel like it sends a mixed message of like, you know, we don't really believe in this guy, but we can't find anyone better. Like that doesn't make any sense. You gotta. You franchised him last year. Now you gotta. You know, shit or get off the pod. I feel can't, like you can't let him play on the tag. Right. But, I mean, so you said the, what was it, the Panthers, you said, offered three firsts and Christian McCaffrey for Dak Prescott. I would take three firsts. I, I don't want Christian McCaffrey. Maybe a defensive, well, their defense is I trash. don't know why they didn't take that for, for, for Watson. I mean, that, that tells me they don't want to trade just Sean Watson, which which they don't have to. He'll He's going to be unhappy. Yeah, but, that, that's true, because I, I would I would have taken that trade. Right, right. And I don't think they're, unless the Dolphins yeah, really want I him, I don't think they're going to get anything better. The, the Dolphins can get give them higher first-round picks and more immediate first-round picks. The Panthers, to my knowledge, they've got a pretty high first-round pick this year, but the other two are going to be staggered out. And I'm sure the, you know, maybe the Texans are holding out for something from a team like the Dolphins that has a bunch of picks this year, I don't know. But how? Do, how did? Do, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want this. But 
I'm saying, how does Andy Dalton do behind an improved offensive line and another legitimate running back? I don't think. Please, let's make him your starting QB. (laughs) I don't think he's that much better than than he was this year. I I think he'd be a little better. But here's my thing: why I'm I'm kind of, you know, in favor of signing Dak long term, unless you know, caveat is if the ankle. There there was this picture of Dak with his. I think fiance and his ankle looked still super fucked up, but then there's other reports saying that he, you know, he's progressing really well. So, so who knows? Listen, an, an ankle injury, as someone who's recently recovered from one, it could take over a year. Yeah, and Even his was with bad. the best medical uh, technology on the planet, like yeah. the military and NFL players, that's top tier medical. These guys, right. like, you don't get better than that. Yep. And, and Dax was, was pretty rough. And, and I don't know yeah. if it's just a matter of, of making him, it leads to him running less, then I, I don't, I'm not too worried about it. But if it's a matter of like he's putting more weight on one, and this is something I have a little experience with, with I had an ankle injury in high school, and I think I still lean to one leg more than the other. I, I think unless you specifically focus on not doing that, you have a tendency to do that, and, and again, yeah. to Jesse's point, that the NFL yeah, I think, players I think are going to have. Chiropractors would agree with you. Yeah, but you know, if well, hey Zach, I don't want to cut you guys off, oh, but yeah, I'm you, going you to uh, to take off. I appreciate you guys giving me this time. Yeah. Enjoy the rest of your uh, podcast and uh, fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> fuck the Eagles. All right, but appreciate you you joining us. Um, but no, I mean, what I was going to say is is if da- if it's just a matter of Dak runs it less, I'm not too worried about it. But if it's a matter of his his balance is off, his his you know footing and his footwork gets impaired and he, his timing isn't right, then that's a big deal. And and then I feel less confident in wanting in, in signing him long term. But with that caveat, assuming that's not the case, um, the reason I, I think I would would take a little bit of a projection because because there's no question paying him that amount of money is a projection and and we talked about I think we were doing this podcast when both Carson Wentz and Jared Goff got signed and we we said at that time it was a projection for both of those guys getting you know 32 million and this is a projection for Dak but what makes me feel good about it is is I don't have any concern with Dak mentally in terms of his I know I I, I'm I I, and this is partly I I was listening to this podcast today with Ryan Leaf and obviously he was a, a very extreme case of guy that had all the physical tools and just did not have it up there did not have the mentality the composure to play the position but oh he was a baby Right. But I feel like Carson Wentz, you know, part of it was is definitely coaching, but there there's there's something to that. And and I feel like Jared Goff the same. And and one thing about Goff, and this is kind of speculating, but Goff, you know, struck me as a kind of he grew up in a very affluent area, Marin County, California. He, he went to high school, like right down the street from one of my, my buddies. And, you know, he struck me as kind of the guy that 
always had never never faced any real adversity and was kind of just this you know and, and Wentz, I don't know, I don't think it's the same that same type of thing, but obviously his part of his issue this season at least, and again, maybe this is coaching, but it was his ability to take criticism. And and that kind of like those type of things don't I, I'm not worried about those with Dak. I, I, you know, his ability to read a how defense perfectly. How, look, how much criticism could how much criticism did he, should he have gotten as a guy who's been in the league that so far? I mean, True. it must have been pretty bad if he was getting enough criticism that it got under his skin that much. Oh, Carson Wentz. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think it was it was necessarily his, he you know the outside influence. I think it was more criticism from his coaches. His coaches were being tough no, on him. He's, he was kind of past the point of that, though. He shouldn't have been getting that much criticism at this point in his career. It sounds to me like he went to sleep when he got the contract, which is what Jared Goff did and which Dak Prescott might do. I don't think Dak Prescott would go to sleep. Right. But there are problems. There's, there's a, He's not, not a great quarterback. He's got the ankle, which is a huge question mark. And I, I hate to say this. I really do, because I'm not trying to make him look bad, but depression is a serious problem. If that pops up in the season, it will affect his play. It could yeah. sideline him. Yes, but I feel like even with that, I think he handled it the right way. And and I, I'm i not too concerned with that. I, I, I think... It could pop up at any time. It could, but I think he'll... He'll deal with it. It didn't affect him this season. No. I, I don't. It's never affected him. Stop. If his pills stop working and they can't find another one that works, he won't be playing. I, I don't know. I, th- that doesn't bother me. I, I think it's the, the, what makes me feel good about Dak is, the, you know, barring again this injury really, you know, screwing things up with his mechanics or something like that. Get he has a very high ceiling. And and I, I have I've really no there's no part of me that thinks he's gonna be you know another Jared Goff or, or you know Carson Wentz and the fact that he he played well this year he played his best season under not great conditions um, he definitely had his best crew of receivers but even with everyone healthy his O line was middling and and he's playing against a you know he he had the he had his back against the wall every single game he played, and that's he had to make get comebacks because he didn't show up in the first half. I mean, part of it was that, but I think part of it was just the defense was was awful, and also yeah, you know Zeke well, Elliott fumbling. True. You know, that's true. I'm not I'm not worried about if Dak can at least maintain his level of play the last two seasons, I think it's a good but not great contract. But really, the the upside is that he continues to develop and get better, which I think all signs point to that. He's had an upward trajectory the last two seasons. He's got C.D. Lamb now. He's got C.D. Lamb. He should have a better O-line. Right. Blake Jarwin coming back. Um, I think I think they're going to draft another running back. 
because uh, I think they're eyeing hope so. Ezekiel Elliott's replacement. I, they should be. Uh, and I don't, not that they can I don't get think rid it's going to be Tony Pollard. Yeah. I mean, Pollard, no one's ever going to... I'm not going to say Tony Pollard is going to be an every down back, but I've also said this before, and I, I stand by it. I don't think you should be looking for an every down back. You're, you're going to end up having having to pay him or or get yeah. rid of him. Um, and he's going to burn out quicker. That's the bottom line. And, and I'm very curious about Derrick Henry because he's kind of the guy that seems to be, you know, at least trying to debunk the uh, the running backs don't matter crew, which and and I'm definitely in that in that category. I, I think running the ball, running the football effectively definitely matters that if you can run it, no matter how you, you figure it out, whether it's running one running back or a bunch, if you can average, you know, five and a half, six yards of carry, like we did with Zeke, his, his rookie year, then it's, it's a hugely valuable part of your right. offense. But I just I don't think it's sustainable. One guy. Right. I, I don't think that's sustainable. And I think the worst thing that can happen and the Cowboys, I hate when they do this, but they've, they do, is when the running game is not working, you know, like it was in the playoff games against the Rams that one year, the Vikings right. game uh, yeah. year before this last year. Um, and you keep forcing it because, you know, establish the run. Like, that's the, the worst thing. And, and the, the Titans tried to do that this year in the playoffs against the Ravens. They were passing it without any any resistance early on. And and they just kept, you know, trying to run Henry against a brick wall. And and that's the the problem when you have one guy carrying the load. That, and I'm getting a little, little off tangent, but I definitely think we should draft someone I don't think we're going to be able to move on from Zeke anytime real soon because of his contract, but it doesn't hurt to have someone weighing in the wings. And and at the very least, you, you spell Zeke so that he doesn't continue to decline it as fast as he has because, I mean, I think it any— spells, but, but, you know, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I would take it a step further. I would take it to the point where you, you draft a rookie running back and if you find that you don't need Zeke, you put his ass on the bench. I'm not beyond benching anybody. I don't care about his contract. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I don't think there's any chance our, our coaches will do that. But No, because of Jerry Jones. Right. And I did want to touch on a couple things. You know, it's, it's slow time of, of year, but anytime there's – you know, any kind of story, I think it's worth touching on. And, and this is a Cowboy-related one. I don't know if you saw David Irving, who who I... I yeah. I, you, you, yeah. So, so he, uh, you know, he's, he's... I guess he was on a roster, the Raiders roster last year, but he was practice squad. And this year... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then this year, it sounds like he's maybe got a chance. I, I don't know if he actually has a chance to oh, make a roster. Oh, he's a son of a bitch. But, but I mean, yes. <laughs> but he did have some comments, which I kind of agree with. And he's, he's basically saying, 
he didn't like the uh, I, f- I forget you know Cowboys rah 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 or har 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 uh, yeah and and I I think it was you know he didn't really spell it out but I think he's talking about kind of the marketability that comes with being a Dallas Cowboy and the hubris yeah well the, the, all the things out besides playing football yeah. the the, the right. Hollywood aspect yeah. of it and um you know, I think we've talked about it a little bit, but that's the thing that I know you've talked about Jalen Smith being this, uh, you know, the the nightlife kind of getting to him. I, I don't, you know, I, I haven't heard anything to suggest that, but I, I do oh, think the... One, one article, I, one article I read. Okay. Yeah. But I do think the, the kind of, I mean, this is a guy that went to Notre Dame, you know, basically the college equivalent of the Cowboys in the sense that they they were the biggest team and they're still considered kind of this big marquee name even though they always come up short compared to the, the Alabamas and uh Ohio states of the world but you know he went went from there to to Dallas Big D and and he's now a you know a big name player uh, a spotlight player and I think he does I think he, he does revel in that and maybe have a bigger sense of himself than he he should based on some of his recent some of the comments he had toward the end of the year um even you know as much as i like him and think he's he's a very good player demarcus lawrence with the you know the hot boys thing trying to trademark that and and make that into a thing like bro i mean (laughs) your defense sucks it's like the worst defense in the league and you're trying to you know create a, a fad around it like what what do you, you think you got to win a couple super bowls right right then then you know legion of boone like that that's that's because they were the best like that thing will take off and and you don't have to work as hard to make that into a into a fad and make make that into something that people want to pay money to support if you know it's a legitimately you know, great cohesive unit, and clearly it's it's not right now. Um, so I, I thought that was that was interesting. There was also a, um, and this is just all media fluff. Did any did by the way, just yeah, on to finish up on that topic sure. there. Did any of the former Cowboys who went to the Raiders, Jeff Heath, Jason Witten, uh, Collins, and Malik Collins, and mm. uh, David Irving, did any of them do anything? I think Jeff Heath actually did okay. Um, well, he wasn't a starter. No, he wasn't. He was not a starter. He, but he, he had a couple games and a couple moments where he, you know, he really played well. Um, sorry, um, but well, if he didn't want to be a starter, we should have kept him. I mean, you know, how much did they pay him? You know, he, he could have started for us, and he would have been better than what we had. That uh, the Thompson guy. That's accurate. You're you're right. Yeah, he was he was definitely. So he, uh, okay, they paid him three million a year. Um, eh, I I would have. Well, you see, there was a mistake there. There was a mistake. 
They should have kept them in, and instead they went for Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who never made it out of camp, and then Darian Thompson, who you hate as much as almost as much as you hated Nick Hayden. Yeah. All right, you have voodoo right. dolls of both of them that you stick pins in. <laughs> All right. Pretty much. And you know that safety position was a joke. It wasn't just bad; yeah. it was a joke. Right. I mean, they just weren't. It's just like they weren't even on the field, and now they have to address it. And now they have all these tremendous needs on defense, a couple spots to fill on offense. Hopefully we won't have to fill, you know, hopefully Tyron Smith will be back. I don't know if he will. Yeah. Um, but then you got a quarterback who says, me, 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 pay me $45 million a year over four years. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. And I'm going to say the same thing I did last year, trade him. I didn't want him last year. I don't want him this year. So what what would you, in a perfect world, say say we agree, okay, we'll do four years. What's a number you'd be comfortable paying Dak Prescott? For four years? Yeah. Uh, if I say it, people are going to laugh. <laughs> yeah, say it. Because I don't yeah. like him. I don't like. I think he's got. I, got, I think he's he's got an injury problem. He's got a mental problem. He's got. Um, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I, I don't want him. I don't want him on the team. Okay. Um. And 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 part of the reason why is because I know there are plenty of teams out there stupid enough to overvalue him and overpay for him. Yeah. No, and I want to exploit that. I want this. To be as close as I could get to the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah. Now that that's fair, and you know, I that's I think definitely the best option if you can't come to terms is, is trade him for a bunch of picks um, and maybe a couple players. Yeah. Or, or at least one player, or maybe you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. I mean, last year we were talking about you know Ryan Tannehill. And and uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they both would have been better choices. They we wouldn't have this problem right now. Mm. I don't I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a better choice, but Ryan Tannehill, yeah, he he certainly. I think you could definitely argue he's been better than Dak in these two. Yeah, seasons he's been better, and he, he hasn't yeah. been the headache. And Teddy Bridgewater, I think, you know, if if he, even if he was close to Dak, you know, I think in this offense. He, flourish and he wouldn't be the uh, wouldn't want 40 million dollars in 10 days right yeah well so I, I think tomorrow is the first day that we can officially come to terms with Dak so we, we've basically got two weeks from from tomorrow till March 9th to come to come to an agreement otherwise we have to franchise him basically is, is my understanding and then we can still yeah. sign him i think before yeah. i want to say july 15th but at that as soon as we franchise him he's cutting off our, our cap and, and basically yeah. just just to you know without signing a single other player that puts us i think i've seen a couple different numbers but it, it puts us between like 12 to not twenty million over the cap, just just franchise, you know, franchising. Dak, Dak Prescott, if he passes his physical, if the ankle's okay, 
could bring in at least two ones, a two, and a three. I feel like that's so, you would that take that. You. I feel like you've you've said you've you've said you wanted more than that in the past. I I have, but I would okay. take that at this point because I just want to get rid of him. Okay, and and if we got rid of him, would you sign a veteran and draft a rookie, or, or what is your? No, I'd sign a veteran. You could find you could find somebody out there who could put up good numbers in this offense. This offense is loaded. Base, it's very good offense. I mean, you've got three number one receivers. You've got two quality tight ends. You know, you've got two quality running backs. You've got an O line which will, will be improved from last year. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll make a couple more additions. Maybe they'll make another addition to the O-line and then another addition to the backfield. Well, I don't think they need to do much with this offense. And then, look, if you get your defense from being ranked, how many teams are in the league? 32? Yeah. Okay. We were ranked 33rd last year in defense. All right? Or we deserve to be. If you can get that up to 15, 16, 17 – in this division, oh yeah, you win the We're division. Winning the division easily, yeah. You win the division mm-hmm. because the Eagles and the Giants. I don't, and I think the Skins are a big question. They, who's their quarterback? Right, the Skins are, I think, the most complete team outside of quarterback. Well, um, although I, I wouldn't sleep on on this. Was it Taylor Heineke? He he played extremely well in the in the wild card game um he he might you could argue he played better than any other quarterback against brady in the postseason aaron Rodgers played well too but um yeah no no the redskins you know even with that one performance you can't write it off so yeah it's, it's definitely a division with with question marks for all all four teams including us but yeah, if our defense can get together, then then yeah. But I do think that it's you know we kind of said this with Andy Dalton, like you know Andy Dalton's a guy was was an example of you can find any guy to step in and, and be okay, and and he was he was he like he didn't you know it didn't shock me how good how bad he was you know he he basically you know he had I think it was ten games and. He was good and, you know, played well enough for us to compete in seven of them. And then three games where, you know, we lost just based on how bad he played. Um, yeah, that's... He, he's not he's not what he used to be. But I'm thinking that maybe a little more time in the system would do him good. Because yeah. he just didn't seem to have the hang of it. It could do him good, but I, I don't think his ceiling is as high as it, even him at his best. I don't think was was as good as Dak Prescott. Um, and I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, and I, you know, a guy like Sam Darnold, who who's obviously shown flashes. Oh. <laughs> I think that's about the best option there there is out there. Best realistic option. I mean, Deshaun Watson, maybe, but but you're not going to if if you finagle something with Deshaun Watson, you're not getting any picks out of that. That that's the no, thing. I, I no. think for you're us, giving up picks. 
Right. For us to get a, a you know starting caliber veteran quarterback, it's either going to be a you know a veteran guy like maybe a Ben Roethlisberger, but I Roethlisberger sucks. He he is washed. I, I think he was. I, I I always thought he was a little overrated, but you know in his prime he was he was very good. He was one of those guys who was right below the elite caliber talent similar to like a Philip Rivers or a Matt Ryan he was he was right up there but he's he's not good anymore I, th- I think he's you know down there with with guys like Carson Wentz and, and Jared Goff like I I would not want Ben Roethlisberger as a as even a bridge starter I mean he would I guess I would feel maybe a little more comfortable with him compared to Sam Darnold but I don't think we're going anywhere with with either of those guys. I I think our best route is to try and get one of these these rookies, like a Zach Wilson. That that's the guy that that that's the guy Zach Wilson that I'm kind of eyeing. And and even even if we sign Dak Prescott long term, I'm not opposed to drafting Zach Wilson at ten because I think he's legitimately probably the second best quarterback in this draft. Don't and, hold your breath. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I don't think he's going to fall to us either. But it wouldn't shock me if he if he fell to us, and you know that that's that's a guy that I I really feel good about. There's you know some other guys like Trey Trey Lance, I think is the name from from North Dakota, who just kind of screams. Yeah another Carson Wentz, the, the good and the bad. Um, and I think he'll, he's probably the most realistic option to be available. And I think, you know, I would be, eh, I haven't they looked at him. Not. Taking, they are not taking a quarterback in the first round unless his name is Trevor Lawrence. Probably not. But, but if we move on from Dak, I think that's our, our best route because I, I don't think this this uh, I don't think there's going to be a quarterback class as good as this one anytime soon and that's something we we need to factor in to the length of Dak's contract you, you it's pretty hard to project the quarterback class you know five years down the line but you can definitely get an idea of what a class will be in 2022 even 2023 and why does he why does he want so much money, so much guaranteed money, and yet think that it could only be for four years? How is that how does he think that that's realistic that the Cowboys will ever sign that? Because they're not gonna. If they if he's back with this team, that won't be the it won't be a four year deal. It might be voidable, it might be six years per, and maybe voidable, right. but it won't be a four year deal. I don't I don't know. I don't know where him and his agent and his brother get off. I, I think they're, I, my guess is they're modeling it after like Russell Wilson. Well, I mean, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, they had four-year deals. But Russell Wilson, I think, is is the an example of a guy who who really has had the upper hand. And he's basically setting the market whenever he wants and he's very, I think, in control of his situation because of how tied the Seahawks are to him. Like, the, 
He's the only reason they've been any good, and I think he knows that, and he and his agent use wow. that to his his benefit. Um, so, but Dak's, Dak and his agent have to look at look at that they've lost leverage now because golf and Wentz went the bust route on those four year deals. Well, they, I mean, I'm sure the Cowboys are arguing that, but they're going to say, you know. Yeah, but we look at how our offense performed. You know, Dak has no influence on the defense, but look how our offense performed with Dak versus without Dak this last season. And uh, uh, it wasn't that much worse without him. Uh, it was a good, I think, a ten point swing. Well, they averaged twenty five like 30... points a year this year, and they averaged twenty seven points a year last year. Well, but but and in, they went in the... eight and eight last year, but... and they had a better defense and a better O line. I mean, but in the four games Dak played, they had they averaged like thirty points this year, and and in the twelve without him, there was one where he played some of the game, but in the eleven full games without him, I think they averaged like twenty. So there was a significant dropout in in our points per game. That didn't you know mean we we won. We lost we one and three in the full games Dak played, but um, but certainly the offense played better with him and. I think one one of the the topics your uh, your boy Mike Fisher posed, and and I saw a couple other people that I think might have just been kind of copying him, but they're they're saying the Cowboys need to uh, I forget the verbiage, but like they need to empower Wildcat and Jerry Jones to take the reins over Stephen Jones. And and basically, they I read that. Yeah, and, and you know, Stephen are making it out to be Stephen Jones is the penny pincher that that's towing the line with the the salary cap, and Jerry Jones is the the gunslinger that you know if I like a player, I'll sign him no matter what it takes. The the Deion Sanders example being being a good example of that, and I, I think there's some truth to the personification of those. How many games? How many games did Dak Prescott win this year? One game that he finished. One game. Dak Prescott finished one one game this year. He he won one game that he finished. Yeah, the Giants right. game we ended up winning after okay. he left. All right, so he's a real winner. He went eight and eight, and this year he was below five hundred. Yep. And he wants forty plus million dollars a year. In uh, uh, the time span, time span of a, a fly's lifetime, yep, I, I think he go fuck I think him and his brother and his agent should go fuck themselves. And I would be happy, honestly, to get through this year with a middle of the road quarterback rather than see Dak Prescott again. And then if they need to next year, they can address quarterback and come back because they need to rebuild this defense anyway. This yeah. defense can't be rebuilt in one year, and it can't be rebuilt when they have no money to spend. Yeah, they have to, the Cowboys have to repent. They have to repent. They made a mistake with Dak Prescott. Okay, they made a lot of mistakes in the draft, and they were terrible in free agency. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a repentance period. Yeah, and I don't think you know. I don't think there's any hope for the team anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're ever going to be a championship team. I don't think they're ever going to make it to a championship game, let alone Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. But 
I think they'd be making a big mistake by putting up other eggs in the Dak Prescott basket. But I've said that enough. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm moving on. Uh, the defense is a, was an unmitigated disaster. Um, there was, you know, I, I agree. With, I, I think Demarcus Lawrence is an above average starter. That's, I, I agree with you to that extent. Um, I, I, I liked. Uh, we saw a little bit of Gallimore. Wilson looks like he's something. Um, Trayvon Diggs. Look, Looks like he might be something. Other than that, it's downright Gregory. Pressing. I think Gregory is halfway decent. Yeah. But yeah, no. Besides Gregory that, made. yeah, really, really, no one else besides that. And I mean, what it comes down to is it's we find ourselves in, and this is why I don't think it is. You know, Dak, that's the the core problem here because we find ourselves basically in the same situation we were, you know, seven to nine years ago with with Romo, where where Romo was playing his best football and, you know, keeping us competitive. But the team around him was so shitty that we, we couldn't get past eight and eight until the one season we did. But, you know, even that was kind of a. I don't know. Uh, that that was really hit because he took another another step combined with a great running game that, that masked our what if I think was a, not very good defense. If they had a defense, Andy Dalton would have been a playoff quarterback. They would have won the division mm. if they had a defense. I mean, the defense played better with Andy Dalton, um, a lot better than they did with Dak Prescott. Um, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, did, we would have had a, a much better shot for sure with Andy Dalton if our defense was good good throughout the season. But With that defense as disgusting as it is, with a question mark at OT, which I, and, I, and I, I have a contrarian view because I would be happy having Brandon Knight and Connor Williams fight it out for the left tackle job. Doesn't bother me. I don't think the I don't think the Cowboys share that. I think that if Tyron Smith goes, they're going to spend something big on a left tackle. Yeah. All right. So you got to add that to the pot too. Yeah. Now you have right. this huge pot of needs. In you know, how can you say we can, we're not going to draft? We're not going to trade Dak Prescott and get desperately needed draft capital and maybe a player or two. Right. You know, how can you say we're going to give them $40 million a year or let them play on the franchise tag? You know, then you've got no other team. You've got no, you've got nothing. You've got an offense and you've got a special teams. And one third of your team is might as well not be there. Well, I, I will say, and I don't think, I think I've, I've seen this only recently. I saw something that said, basically, if we maxed out and backloaded every contract we could. All, all the big names. Million. We'd have 60, 60 million. Somebody said that, yeah. Mike 60 Fisher said yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, then then you can you can even franchise Dak, and you got another, you know, $40 million to play with. You can do, you know, you can sign a big-name free agent or, or even two, depending on how you, you work the deals. Um, it's going to screw you in the not-too-distant future, but... If you want to, you know, put all your chips in for this season, that's 
that's one route you can go. And and I I know a lot of people are proponents for that. Like, if you have a win, you got this what about Super Cam Bowl Newton? window. Cam Cam Newton is free agent. Yeah. Is that that what you're asking about, Cam Newton? I don't think he's. He's he's a drop off from Dak. There, there's no question. I I think he'd be a little better. He'd have to be better than he was in New England with a significantly better receiving core. But I don't think he'd be anything. He had nothing in New England. No. I mean, I he, mean, at what five dollars a year? Yeah, six million a year. Single digits. Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't think he's going to be. I, I don't see him as much of an upgrade over Andy Dalton. I think if, you, if you're going to go that route, Andy might, Dalton back up. I mean, you you could bring them in and, and have them duke it out, but that's definitely that's definitely a long term play if you want to go that route, um, which which is probably the right move, honestly. But I don't think it's the one the Cowboys will take. They they're going to. It's. I think it's more likely, and and this is where you know that even if it's you know exaggerated or there there definitely is in recent years a move toward a more cap cautious approach, and maybe that's Stephen, maybe it's not, but I I'm in general I'm I'm for that. I like that. I think with when it comes to Dak Prescott specifically, and, and the there were, there was some guy that that you know was was either retweeting or, or had his own article with basically the same title as Mike Fisher's, and what I said to him was, well, if uh, you know if Jerry or if Stephen Jones is so in charge, how do you explain signing Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> and and his yeah, we don't know what. They're yeah. very secretive. Yeah, yeah, it's all speculation. The guy said, you know, they're they're stuck in 1993, and you know, well, they don't go after the splashy free agents anymore. No, you know, and you know, I I don't think that's that alone is gonna, you know, to me there hasn't been a season in the past say 10 years the past decade where if we had gotten x free agent you know this this one big name player right. you know that would have made the difference between us winning well, a super bowl and not it, it's generally there's and i i looked at this i don't know if i've brought this up on the show before but i i looked at i don't remember what led me to this but i, I was looking at all the times the cowboys in in the last 15 years, as long as PFF has been doing their yeah. thing, how, how many times we ranked as a top five overall graded team in PFF's system. And and it was kind of shocking because you've got in, in that time frame, 2006 to now, you've got the Patriots by far number one. They've, they've got, you know, like 60% of the time. And then you've got, I think, the Saints and the Ravens maybe – that are our number two, and then you've got us. We're tied with those teams who have both won Super Bowls in that frame, and and who have gotten gone far, you know, to the championship game. Other years, I'm, 
I'm sorry. There's PFF is valuable. It's it's flawed though. They don't take into consideration the quality of opponent you're playing. They don't take True. into consideration what the players they take into consideration the caliber of player you play against. No, no, it, it's no. All they don't take into consideration what the player's been told to do. They don't take into consideration the player's experience in this league or if they've been hurt. You know, these yeah. are the, these are grades that are valuable. I think PFF does a good job. I'm not trying to put them out of business, but I think you really have to filter them. Yeah. But I, the way I look at it is we've had five teams over the last 15 years that were, you know, Super Bowl talents, talented rosters. And for whatever reason, I think we won one playoff game out of those, out of those groups. And, and I I think coaching is a big, is a big part of it. But just from a roster talent standpoint, I don't think it's, you know, Every year there there is some free agent that I would have liked us to get just from a, a great from a value standpoint, but I don't think the you know high price splash free agents are what's really holding us back. Um, you know it, it would help certainly to have a guy like Leonard Williams or uh, you know Dalvin Tomlinson, but and those think, guys they're going to be paid more than they're worth a lot yeah. more than they're worth and that's my problem and with you know it's it's you got to be worried about that going to sleep right it, it's it's retail versus wholesale pricing and you know our I'd be, our issue i'd be afraid god i i was say our our issue is that we've been paying close to retail maybe not full retail but close to it for our own talent and it's at sometimes paying more than, than what, you know, you know Jalen Smith at this point if he hit the free agent market, I don't think he's going to get That's more than guy. six million a year. But That's another guy. No, but but that you know in in theory you you should have better better deals with guys that are current players on your roster versus free agents. But again, I, I think there's always some deals to be had and you know in the long term i think there there's always there's always one offs where some superstar player will you know is worth it you know the patriots yeah. with Darrell Revis is a good example yeah. um the broncos lost yeah the five they've been pretty good with it yeah um but Corey Dillon yeah, although he wasn't he wasn't expensive. He was he was a big name, right. but and, right. and part of it too is you know I don't know if the Cowboys are. I don't think pe- people are drawn to the Cowboys, and if they are, it's probably for bad reasons. Like yeah. you, you want to be exactly. a, a big name, you you want to be uh, like a Terrell Owens, attention seekers. Um, who, yeah. who he was, you know, a good player at least, but. I'm saying, you know, guys that are are not that caliber of player, but that caliber of ego, I, I feel like are the only players that are going to look at the Cowboys and, you know, consider us more closely than another team that offers the same amount of money. That that's I I would look I, I don't I 
I couldn't come across as cocky because I'm saying I don't think there's any hope for this team. I think there's very little hope for this team. Right. So it would be impossible for me to say I have the solution. Right. The best that I could offer is that I think the best overall strategy for this team would be, first of all, one thing we haven't mentioned, Jimmy Johnson recently did an interview where he said Dallas is the unique place to coach and play because everybody walks around like they just won the Super Bowl, even though they haven't won jack shit. All right? He said if he was the coach again, that he would treat them all, 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 as if they were 1-15. in 15. And he goes, in the middle of the season, they would probably all hate me and I wouldn't care. He goes, but that's what needs to happen. So I think, right. I think he's right, okay? Um, but so that's, that's the one problem. But the other thing is they need, I, I would just say, you, you've got a chess piece right now that can bring you in a lot of draft capital and maybe another player, as I've said 300 times now. Right. Use it, okay? Get as many draft picks as you can. You don't have a lot of money under the cap, so you're going to need to rebuild through the draft, and it is a very good way to rebuild, okay? It's the best way. Um, but you're also going to have to make a few smart free agency decisions, which you can only do if you don't have your quarterback hogging up 38 or $40 million of your cap. Yeah. And that's that's really the best that I can offer is just to, to get rid of, get to change the coaching, to change the culture, and to get as many new young faces in there as possible, but augmented with, you know, three or four quality free agents. You know, and yeah. like I said, you can only do that if you you don't if you don't pay Dak Prescott what he wants. Yeah, that's the best I can do. I don't I don't can't guarantee it's going to work. I don't think yeah. it would work, but that's that's the best I could offer. I mean, you know, I'm exasperated. Yeah. That's about the main thing for me. Everybody's looking at you know, hey, I got the plan for the Dallas Cowboys. They should do this. They should do that. Everybody's very strident and 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 ultra confident and bringing them back, not bringing, you know, and bringing them back, doing this, doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little confident in my plan. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I go back to this conversation I had with my, one of my roommates years ago, maybe two, two, around 2018 or it would have been something like that. But I, I asked him, like, what would you rather have basically two years of, you know, I forget the, the record, two years of averaging, you know, like 10 wins, nine or 10 wins where you make the playoffs, maybe you win one game, um, and then you just kind of continue on that route or two, or you have a disaster of a season and you you get a quarterback, and I think the the guy that I wanted back then was Tua Tua Tagovailoa, um, and then you you start fresh with him, and and it's worth going back to because you know Tua, who seemed like you know a, a pretty sure thing, did not do particularly well with the Dolphins, and and I think you've got to consider that, but. 
then there's the other side to that where, okay, if he doesn't do well, then you just, you're still in a bad spot. You can draft someone else, which I think that's, that's a, you know, a point that needs to be made. It's not, the NFL quarterback situation is not what it was even five years ago. Definitely not what it was 20 years ago when we were doing the Quincy Carter, Chad Hutchinson, Drew Henson dance. Um, I think it's, I think finding a average type of quarterback is not particularly hard if you're just, if you're willing to give it a lot of shots. And if you, especially if you surround them with a good team, I I think our, our best like three year plan would be to, you know, if, if we could trade Dak for like three first round picks, you, yeah, I don't think, I don't think and I'm not sure if this is kind of what you're saying, but I don't think our best course of action for this season is getting rid of Dak Prescott and signing a bunch of free agents. I, I don't even if our defense improves this year, unless you're getting a quarterback like a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, I, I don't think we're going to be. I think we could win the division, maybe, um, but I don't think we're going anywhere. Um, I think if we want to put all our eggs in in the basket and move you know move mountains with restructuring cap you sign Dak and sign a few free agents I mean that's that's our our best shot at winning this year our best realistic shot I'm not giving Zeke or Demarcus Lawrence restructured contracts I'm looking to get I'm looking for the replacements in this year's draft definitely Zeke for me but I'm saying there is that as far as our best chances of winning this year, I think, you know, I, I think there is a a top five talent team that we could piece together uh, with signing Dak and backloading contracts to get, you know, some some defensive help. I think the problem that's going to hold us back, and what I my best guess as to why we've had these teams that win you know, that, that showed talent but didn't go anywhere relative to the other teams that have had equal talent is coaching. And I think in the playoffs, that's where, you know, that's what separates the, you know, average to middling coaches from the elite coaches. That's why... Um, well, we're saddled with Mike McCarthy. Right. And that's why... And that's probably the biggest... Re, the biggest defense against, or, or what am I trying to say? The biggest, uh, the biggest reason you would want to get rid of Dak Prescott is because it'll make us look bad this year, and that's our best shot at getting rid of Mike McCarthy. We could, you know, with Dak Prescott, and in in that scenario I outlined where we sign Dak Prescott, we backload the contracts, we sign a bunch of free agents, we could go, you know, 11 and 5 and maybe win a playoff game and lose in the divisional round again and we think okay, Mike, you know, it's the same same story we've had. Well, and you you keep Mike McCarthy, which I mean, I think I think that you know, you're saddled with Mike McCarthy, so what's the best thing you can do? You can surround him with so much talent, you know, so as to, to minimize his presence. But I don't think, 
Yes. Do you still don't think they can win with them? I, I don't. I, I don't think... You know, I look at the, the teams that have won... Super Bowls recently, and it's you know it's a lot of Bill Belichick. The Bucks this year, I mean they they really surprised me. I gotta say, but they, I mean their defensive game plan toward the end, their 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 offensive coaching, I felt like was was kind of middling. But their their defensive they coaching is what I under- offensive coaches. Right. They had Tom Brady. They had Tom Brady. Coach. Right, and. and and their defensive coaching, I, I think it kind of culminated in the Super Bowl, but really throughout the season, I mean, they they destroyed Aaron Rodgers in the regular season, and they contained him pretty well in the playoffs. I think that that's what I underestimated throughout the season, and especially in the playoffs, um, and, and that's what really, really did it. Um, and, and well, Who was their defensive coordinator? Todd Bowles, former uh, Jets excuse coach. Excuse me, didn't he used to be in Dallas? I think so. I yeah. Think so. Didn't we, didn't we tell him was... to, to not let the door hit him on the way out? Along with uh, a couple other Super Bowl coaches, uh, yeah, you know, Sean Payton. Payton. Yep. But, yeah, I, I would honestly prefer Todd Bowles to, to Mike McCarthy, probably. He was... He did all right with the Jets. It's one of those things where, like, with Jim Caldwell with the, the uh, what was it, the Lions, where, like, yes, he didn't do great. No, the Jets but, just a shit organization. Right. Same with the Lions. And, and, and you know, they gave him four years and, and booted him, but he's going to get another shot somewhere. But regardless, yeah, I, I, I don't think you can win a Super Bowl. I—, I I just haven't seen it recently where where there's a team with so much more talent than the other teams that they can overcome a significant coaching gap. And and that hasn't the, happened to Barry Switzer. Right. That that's unless I'm maybe there's someone since then, but I, I can't off the top of my head I can't think of anyone. And it's you know, the, the it's hard to quantify the impact of a coach, but what, and and even this is not, this is certainly not, you know, hard data, but what struck me about, you know, Garrett and in the, you know, really the three last postseason runs we had with Jason Garrett, which was 2014, 2000. Uh, one guy he was. Yeah. Well, I, I, I take that back. The only three playoff runs we had with Jason Garrett, I felt like he was outcoached in every game. And and we were his his first year with Romo, we we won a playoff game. I was there against the Lions, but I, I remember that very vividly. I, I had playoff tickets. I was, you know, locked in and, and I thought we had a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl. I, that was, you know, the most in most optimistic I was of, of our team, and I thought we were going to beat the Lions handily. I, I thought we were a much better team than the Detroit Lions, and leave you know coming out of the game, there was nothing that suggested we weren't. That they they played a good game. They got got out to a big lead, but and and honestly, we we probably should have lost the game. There was a I don't know if you remember the, the a penalty where the refs picked it up on a. 
uh, I think it was Anthony Hitchens on a on a pass interference call that yeah. could have yeah. gone either way. But regardless, we barely won that game against a clearly inferior team. And then you you have the Packers game, which right. you know a lot of things went wrong that that weren't you know Garrett to Garrett's that weren't his fault. But at the end of the day, we I think we outperformed the Packers, and I think we were a more complete team than the Packers, and yet we we lost. And and that was to Mike McCarthy, who I I don't think is like that much better of a coach, but seemed to be on that day. And then you've got you know 2016 against the Packers again, where where again I I thought thought we were the better team, and we kind of played to near the lowest of our spectrum of of ability on on any given Sunday and uh and we lost then you got 2018 where we we run up against a team that's even more kind of conservative and more you know we're gonna stick to our guns we're not gonna adapt to our opponent than we were in the Seattle Seahawks and we again managed to win barely against a team that was probably probably equivalent to us, but I'd say maybe even worse coached. And then we go against the Rams, much better coached team, and we get destroyed. So that's what I'm going off of. And I, I do think there's an element, and, and the Super Bowl was a prime example of this. There's an element of, you know, yeah, on these teams play 10 out of 10 times and team X is going to win nine out of 10. It doesn't matter though. It's, it's what's going to happen on that one game. And, and the coaches like Bill Belichick are, I feel like the best, what, what makes them so great is they, they can hit that highest level of performance on any given Sunday, just the way they scheme things up, the way they plan, the way they prepare. And the Bucks did that, 100%. I, I, I still think you play 10 out of 10 times. At least the the Chiefs, I think, win half of those games. Oh, but, yeah. But on, on that given Sunday, you know, the Bucks played as well as they could and won, I think, in as wide of a margin as as they could have. And you hear and one, thing, thing. one thing one thing that's that's conspicuous by its absence, correct me if I'm wrong, I never hear commentators applauding Dallas Cowboys coaches and saying, Wow, no. that what a great scheme they had to to shut down that defense or wow, you know, what a what a what a great um, offensive philosophy they brought into this game. They don't receive any plaudits, right? I mean, some, experts. Sometimes Kellen Moore a little bit, but but no, it's it's not nothing to Garrett, nothing to McCarthy. There was there was a poll uh, from from Football Outsiders, another analytics site which I like, and they they had like the worst coaches in the NFL poll and, and amongst their analysts, I guess, and. The uh, I think number one was the Jets head coach Adam Gase. I forget who number two was. It was another head coach, and then third was was Mike Nolan. So he was he was the considered the worst non head coach in the NFL by by yeah. you know football outsiders. So um, and he kept his job all season, right? 
Right, exactly. And that's, you know, goes back to the accountability thing. So, um, I mean... But in fairness to Mike Nolan, he didn't have much to work with. No, no. And, And we've said it before, but bears repeating that if we don't fix our our defensive talent it doesn't matter who's the defensive coordinator we're not going to do well and and right that's uh you know the conundrum we we well face you know retooling look 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 my, the best i can offer is that you find a quarterback who allows you to go out and it allows you to, first of all, pick up a couple extra draft picks this year. And it also allows you to go out and find a defensive tackle, a middle linebacker, and either uh, and maybe a cornerback. And uh, I don't think Dak Prescott fits that criteria. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not maximizing, you know, I'm not going to maximize my cap this year by extending guys who I want to see hit the street. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got basically one more episode before we hit that dead. Or, yeah, I think it's the seventh. Seventh, or, or am I getting it wrong? Maybe it's the ninth. Maybe, maybe two episodes. But um, we're coming up on that deadline for the long-term deal for Dak. So we'll we'll definitely have more to talk about there. But um, but it's it's a. It's an interesting topic. It, it's, you know, not not a clear cut thing either way. Do you think, think a little, do you but, think it's possible that we are discussing this off or not, and Dak Prescott has already decided he wants out of Dallas? I think it's definitely possible. I, I, the thing is, like we've, <laughs> I I I remember vividly the first episode I ever did of this podcast, which was like almost two years ago to the date i did it thinking like we were imminent from having a dak prescott deal and i wanted to record something to you know have my two cents on the issue like so it's been this sense of oh yeah we're definitely gonna get a deal done for two years now and until the deal gets done anything could happen and yeah, no, nothing would surprise me at this point. This is the, the bottom line. Maybe Dak does does want out. If if so, I I would. The only thing with that is is I would have would think something would have leaked to that effect, but but who knows? Um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at this point. But um, but well, his brother has think... his brother has kind of antagonized the Cowboys, hasn't he? A little bit. I, I think it seems like most of his criticism has been to the fan base, which has, yeah. t- to be fair, they've they've said some pretty, pretty awful things to him. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, he's definitely not he helping Jack's cause. Yeah, <laughs> it would be interesting to have him on the podcast. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have more unless they get a deal done in the next week. We'll we'll have a lot more to talk about with Dak and uh, this this offseason. But, um, yeah, until uh, I think that will do it for this week. Thanks all for tuning in. And um, until next week, we'll, we'll sign off.